Hello and welcome everyone to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless. And it's been a while since I recorded. I know it's been uh, quite busy lately with me, so I've been doing a lot of stuff. And actually, um, I just love keeping myself busy, you know, just here and there, keeping my time, you know, not so free. Okay, so, um, basically, I know I talked a lot about narcissistic traits of someone either suffering from NPD, narcissistic personality disorder, or may show a lot of symptoms of narcissism. I talked about it a whole lot, actually, like four or five episodes This is going to be sort of like the sixth, I think, episode about who the question is now, not how a person is a narcissist, but rather who is going to be the role this time. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the narcissistic sibling. And I know I talked about the narcissistic mother a lot of times and the father and even a partner. I'll look up the narcissistic boss or a colleague next time. So whenever I have time to prepare the content for that, I'll make sure that that will be available and ready to be recorded and talked about. So without further ado, um, I have a couple of articles here that I am going to stem this episode from. The first one being from NarcissisticAbuseSupport.com, all in one word. And the article is entitled, Narcissistic Brother and Sister Sibling Traits. And hopefully, if I have enough time, I'll hopefully reach and talk about the second uh, article from Vocal.media. Uh, entitled The Narcissistic Siblings and the Pain You Feel from Them. So there are slight differences in the signs and the bullet points that I took note of. Hopefully, hopefully I won't be repeating myself. So let's begin. Uh, your narcissistic brother. This is from NarcissisticAbuseSupport.com. So basically, your narcissistic brother believes they are more important than you and... Um, more important than you are, and that they deserve to be recognized in the family lineage as smarter, more successful than you. Were there any family jokes about them being better looking than you or smarter? Yes, absolutely, all the time. You must be the center of the joke where you're the person laughed at because essentially they're going to be better than you, smarter than you, better looking than you, more efficient, and it's all gonna boost their ego and their sense of self-centeredness. Um, this is usually, I think, if the sibling is usually, I don't know, if they're the golden child, because I think I mentioned before already that the golden child is really highly likely to be a narcissistic person. So maybe they've been a golden child when they were young and now they're growing up to becoming narcissistic themselves. So I don't know, probably, you know, the narcissism started ever since their childhood or 
they were uh, committed to this role of being a golden child, and now they're becoming narcissistic, so it really depends on the situation. Uh, next is being the superior offspring. They feel entitled to everything, absolutely everything, from the parents' attention to the better education, better job, better spouse, and better kids, and better everything. They might feel entitled to your money, so narcissists are successful, where they tend to live um, parasitically off others, and you might have been one of their victims. So they either, like, um, they're going to be entitled to have the best out of everything all the time, and maybe even at a certain point, uh, if they need money, if there comes a time when they're broke and they need money, they're going to suck the life of the money out of you. <laughs> and they're going to be uh, stuck to you like a parasite. Does your sister have an inability or unwillingness to recognize the needs and feelings of others? Because that is a huge part of lack of empathy. The lack of empathy is the clearest in a narcissistic sibling when they cannot conceive of the harm they have caused you. And they do not put them themselves in your shoes. They don't see how hurtful the situation might be for you. Because as long as it served them, well, you don't matter anymore. And I guess I already repeated this like 10,000 times. They don't have empathy. And even if they do, it's only fake. And it's only for the matter of getting more supply and attention and praise. They may be unable to hear stories of your struggles or illness. But you must listen to theirs. Yes. Or better yet, or actually worse yet, even if you are struggling in a way or ill some way, they have to be struggling in a way that's worse than yours, and ill much worse than you are. So, wow. Have you noticed that your sibling has no interest in hearing about the great things in your life? Because essentially what they do is gonna, they're going to minimize your achievements. They're going to undermine uh, your successes and victories. And even small ones, like, are not going to receive much encouragement because the, the spotlight has to only focus on them, and they're the only center of the spotlight. So basically, you're out in the shadows. It can go both ways with no empathy for your struggles or strength. And this is partly, or should I say hugely, why golden children become narcissistic themselves, because they get all the cheering and all the joys and all the celebration, and so it grows in them, and, you know, the narcissism in them becomes toxic, and um, at a very toxic dosage, to, to, to the point where they're going to feel, they're going to want to be um, com competitive with you all the time and want to be superior to you and see you as nothing but a rivalry and an obstacle in their way. Unfortunately, and this is the the parents' fault. I hate to say it, but goddamn it, parents, it's your fault. You know, you're not gods or angels or saints. You're goddamn, goddamn humans and you better take responsibility in this. When your sister is a pathological liar, oh... 
My God, it was the lying. She will lie to exaggerate her own talents and achievements. Of course, because the story has to always be about them, and mainly them. The narcissistic lies start off gradually at first and snowball into crazy off-the-chart stories over time. Of course, it's always gradual and slow and subtle. You won't really notice how like, great their talents and achievements will be from the first time. It's going to take 10 or even 100 times until you finally notice something because it's always subtle and... You know, it's actually, like, hidden, but in plain sight, you know? It's, like, there, but also hidden. And they do it gradually and consistently, but also gradually and not so obviously, so that you are obviously going to be gaslit, and that's the point. The stories become harder and harder to believe, and you will start to see the lies. In fact... In fact, things just don't add up or make sense. And this is this is the time when you know there's something wrong and that you are you become suspicious because now you're questioning yourself like what the hell's going on? I think these stories are way over the charts and they're so unrealistic. And a lot of stuff that they talk about doesn't make sense. When you press her or him, or since we're talking about your sister, it's her. So when you press her for more details, sorry, uh, fact checking, she will get angry at you for questioning her. And now you're not just questioning her stories, but the way they see it is that you're now attacking their personality and attacking, attacking who they are, and you don't have the right to do that. So this is what it says here. So for questioning her, and then you are to blame. Obviously, you must be the person to be blamed for the the whole reason why this whole discussion existed in the first place. And even to the point where you're going to be framed and... and told actually like um how do we say exposed and now your parents have to know so you have more enemies to deal with lies are often told about you stories told are designed to hurt you uh to hurt your reputation and your place in your family and obviously those stories are meant to also diminish you and your value and your worth and your uh, role in this family of yours. Uh, next point is, was your brother always looking for you or your parents to tell them how great he was? It can be relentless and exhausting to listen to or compete with his need of excessive admiration. And And this is not even, like, it's non-stop. It's this addiction that they have, like the excessive amount of self, uh, sorry, admiration and praise and attention. They always want the best out of everything. They always want to get the most amount of attention regardless of how you need it as well. 
And so you can't even compete with that. It's way out of your league. Was he self-boastful and a bit pretentious with his mission to make sure everyone knows how great he was? Absolutely, definitely. Like, there's no no about that. There's a whole, a whole lot of yes in it. Next point is... Your sibling is extremely envious of you. And as you notice, I think by this time, is that um, maybe if you heard or listened clearly, I emphasized a few words in every single uh, bullet point that I went through because essentially I have highlighted them in my notebook here. And the important words here are basically the traits that we talked about thoroughly in the DSM-5 study as well as the previous episodes. And so about narcissistic uh, father and mother. And so this time we're going to be talking about extreme envy. Oh, and by the way, it's one of the huge sins, okay? So your sibling is extremely envious of you. And I added here a small note. Out of deep under... Understand? Oh, sorry. Out of deep unresolved insecurities. Yes. You know, the envy actually comes from the unresolved, unhealed, untreated insecurities that the narcissist always suffers from and they're never going to be healed because they never want to you know um, talk about them or discuss them with somebody in a healthy way they're going to indulge in envy and in um, rivalry and competition despite the constant put downs you know despite the insults despite the verbal abuse that you get from your own sibling or brother at this time you know, despite all the devaluation that you're getting, they also seem so envious of you and so, like, jealous of your skills, maybe your personality traits that you have that they don't possess. Because let me tell you something, even siblings, because siblings are the most, like, the closest people to each other in terms of genetics. But despite that, there are slight differences. And the differences may lie in not only looks and tastes, but also in personality traits. So, um, so they see themselves as lacking uh, some of the skills you may have or some of the tendencies you may have or way of thinking. And they see that as a lack in themselves and they hate that. So they're going to envy you for that. And here... Obviously, despite the continuous put-downs, and I added here, obviously those put-downs are being projected onto you. They're sort of like, they're projecting their flaws onto you when they put you down like that. When you don't even deserve those devaluation comments, they still do it because they want to throw those insecurities onto you. They want to project them onto you out of envy and competition. And they believe you are envious of them. And this is a huge uh, trait of narcissism. And 
a belief that somebody else is envious of them while they also envy people. It's just so sick. You know, it's terrible. Terrible. Um, they will never show that they know you are better than them. Okay, I don't know if I'm going to agree 100% with this statement. I actually added a note here. So in some ways, or interests, or hobbies, okay, you might be better than them in some ways, or interests, or hobbies. Um, rather different than them. I would say pretty much rather different, because again, siblings differ genetically. They don't have to compare themselves to other people, especially their siblings, because it's only gonna uh worsen the situation for insecurities for them and it's gonna make it harder for them to have self-confidence and to achieve well in life so i would say rather different you know they don't like that you're different from them they like to see you as nothing but an extension from of themselves especially the golden children who hate the scapegoats and who will want to Put them down and devalue them and envy them the whole time. Because they're the golden children who are potentially going to become narcissistic. You may agree or disagree with this. I'm just saying this is... I've lived this my whole entire life. So I know what it feels like. And if you are disagreeing in any way, shape, or form, you're totally entitled to your own opinion. And I also added, uh, so basically, I wouldn't say you are better than them, but there is no need for a comparison. I am strongly against comparison, especially between siblings and people in general. Um, obviously, unless, unless the situation requires them to charm someone. Especially from the outside circle of the nuclear family. Um, if this happens, then you are being used as a pawn to make them look like a good brother. To an aunt, to an uncle, to an outside friend, to an acquaintance. Um, so they have to always look like the good brother or sister looking out for their siblings. You should never interpret this as a real compliment. Your sister or brother has always considered you her rival. And in his eyes, you must do anything to win the parents' attention away from you. Which is endless and the competition will never end because you, like I said, you'll never be able to compete with their uh, addiction of wanting to receive attention and praise the whole time so that's kind of a hard choice and a hard uh, luck tough luck but to only um, be used as a pawn for for them to look like the good uh, sibling in front of people outside of the circle of daily abuse um Remember that you shouldn't take that into consideration. You should always be on the lookout for, you know, those comments of condescension, devaluation, put-downs in general, and envy. Because that image that they want to portray to the outsider 
it's only going to be temporary and for the sake of what that person quote-unquote wants to see but definitely like the real deal that lies beneath the tip of the iceberg is deep (laughs) and is something that is evil and you really have to be careful dealing with this kind of sibling okay next point is and this is a huge one being entitled to get all the attention narcissistic sibling sorry about that narcissistic sibling will monopolize conversations to show everyone how important they are but also to show everyone how knowledgeable they are and how much they know and how ignorant you are to them um there are different ways to do this they can boast about themselves pull the sympathy card to get everyone to sympathize with them especially if they're going through some sort of a struggle or illness or hardship they are gonna pull the sympathy card and woe is me please you know like shower me with your sympathetic expressions i need those i'm addicted to them um where am i Mm. or they can use illness to get attention or ruin parties if they are successful, they will shower people with gifts to show how caring, quote-unquote, generous, also, quote-unquote, and fruitful they are. Either way, they're getting the attention. And part of the generous, caring, fruitful gift-giving that they do is love-bombing so that they get the attention of people. And this is all part of the tricks that they do to charm people, to get the sympathy out of them, and it's all part of their ego that they always, always must uh, boost. Next point is, narcissistic sibling will take advantage of others with cunning style and charm. So people never see what hit them. They use this tactic to get what they want. But you will not see this behavior if there is no gain for them. There always has to be an agenda behind what they do. They have to gain something out of the whole thing at the end of the day. And they have to be the only ones that gain. Usually it works like that. Because remember we talked about they don't have empathy for you. So honestly, you don't really matter. So whatever happens... It's only going to benefit them and they're going to want to gain something from it. And if you gain something from it, still doesn't matter. If you don't, still doesn't matter. Most important thing is that narcissist gains as much as possible from the situation. And if they're not charming, they can be pure evil. Okay? Um... Shifting gears to the next bullet point. Like all narcissists, they use masks to play various roles depending on who they are with and what they need to do to control them. One of the most common uh, masks uh, I added here they wear is that of the innocent victim. The role is used when they want attention from mommy or daddy and again will be used later in life to manipulate people 
into giving them what they want. Other masks may include playing the role of the perfect daughter or even the perfect sibling to you. And this is where it gets confusing because you see this side of her or him and think this is the quote-unquote real her or him. And behind closed doors, all hell breaks loose and she or he reverts to the lying, denying sister or brother that you've always been suffering from and because of. And this is it, you know, they play various roles, they wear different they wear different hats and I think, you know, each hat fits them <laughs> for some reason. And it's all part of their game that they always want to play in terms of winning. They always want to win and they always want to be the best. And they always want to get the most out of everything when they play the various rules to manipulate and get as much out of everyone as possible. And finally, overtly or covertly, obviously or in a hidden way, the narcissistic sibling has been sabotaging you your whole damn life. They may have tried to get you taken out of the family will. The lies and secrets revealed were done to alienate you from the family and possibly get the family money they feel they are entitled to. And trust me, they will do it. If it takes excluding you from uh, the will, potentially, they will do it. Like... They will get the most out of that money and, you know, um, you're not part of, it, part of it anymore. If you're courageous enough, you would quit and go no contact regardless and leave that will to all of them and just build your own stuff, you know, like do your own craft and um, do your thing on your own. Because when you make your own money, believe me, like you're going to feel and consider and really, really love each and every cent that you made with your own hands rather than getting money that it isn't even yours, that you're going to be excluded from uh, now or later. Usually for us people who have narcissistic siblings or have golden children to deal with as siblings usually uh, we will be framed we will be devalued we will be considered as an outsider looking in a mindless person um, really the trash can that everyone throws their garbage into and so Our success and our determination to get the fuck out of there and to start our own business in life and maybe even do something on our own that is original that none of the family members maybe have done before or something. It would be very fortunate for us, but unfortunate for the rest because they're going to be wondering as to what the freak just happened and how it had happened and um, just the whole question of uh, 
they seem to be skilled, but they never showed it. You know, they're never really obvious about it. But truth is, even if you want to share your successes and ambitions with these types of people, with the whole family that works in a system that is dysfunctional and only serves the people who are narcissistic in by nature or belong to the narcissistic system, like the flying monkeys or the... Uh, what are they called? Uh, peacemakers or the lost children or whatever. Um, you know, actually... We're never really heard. We're constantly ignored and constantly put down and left to cry at the end of the day as to why we're such losers and people who don't um, seem to have like wor a life working with them. And so, yeah, I think it's, it's just something that... Um, this is the problem, you know, this is, this is really a big, big problem that parents cause and that society or some cultures deny this ever happening. And even worse, they tell you to not blame parents for doing this because parents are quote unquote sacred and they are uh only doing this out of love and passion because they care for their children they should never be blamed for this because they worked their entire life to serve their children and uh, they fed them they nurtured them they put them in nice warm clothes they protected them from storms and rains by putting them in a warm house and shelter etc but really it's just um the choice is right but the responsibility to take after making that choice is just not there and i'm gonna talk about this in another episode it's a very long topic that i'd like to really really uh go deep in but uh next time so let's move on to the next article because i don't have much time left and it's from vocal.media uh, narcissistic siblings and the pain you feel from them so these are the classic signs of a sibling who is toxic you can't explain it but you just feel you don't you don't feel good around them a sense of being uneasy comes in your gut during time near them Oh, hell yeah, I've experienced this almost my whole entire life, and it's just so weird. Like, my intuition, like, my gut feeling is killing me on the inside. Like, I'm so uncomfortable with the situation, yet I stay, you know? And it's so weird. Like, I wanted to leave so many times. I just wanted to tick off and leave, but just staying really got me into a lot of trouble you are and and the problem is you can't even explain it. it's just a feeling you can't explain it next point is they are manipulative definitely yes 
Next, they are overly critical of everything and anything that has to do with you. They tell other family members things that you shared with them in private, and they tell family members lies about you or over-exaggerate stories that have to do with you. Wow. I mean, bravo. Like, what a goddamn performance. And this is when they frame you. This is when they expose you. This is when you are the small bug that they can use giant people like your parents to crush you. And, uh, and this is their chance to basically ruin you every time. The problem is, there is no boundaries in a dysfunctional family like this. So no wonder secrets that you shared with them or stuff that you trusted them in telling nobody about is going to be known by everyone. There's no wonder about that, actually. So That's uh, very bad. Really sick. Next point is they will fake concern and try to make you feel guilty if you ever do stand up to them. Oh, let me tell you about the guilt trips. And let me tell you about all those times that you will shame you and mock you and make fun of you and gaslight you because you decided one fucking day to stand the fuck up to them. You are gonna regret it. They will point a picture of you being crazy or mentally unstable to your family. Oh yeah, I've been told by my own flying monkey sister that I have a very difficult personality. Nobody is going to ever want to get married to me. And that um, I'm too angry, I'm too irritable, I'm too um, aggressive and impulsive that nobody is gonna be is gonna want to be a partner of mine even if she didn't tell it directly she meant it in so many ways i remember the time i personally talked about this because i was irritated about this and i wanted to tell the story because i was about to implode and explode literally in the episodes both episodes um i think it was called uh triangulation A big mistake. I don't know. It has these words anyway. And uh, both episodes. You should listen to both of them. Because they are. Uh, continuous. And if you want to know the whole story. Check out those two titles. Um, I'm sorry. I forgot the titles. But you will find them. If you scroll down a bit. And you find them. I'll tell you about a whole story about that. Oh, what I've been told exactly was so painful. I actually ended up blocking her and my golden child sister after all those times and all those, you know, like, um, events that really got me thinking, like, what the fuck was I doing still engaging with them even though i know that they still ignore me and they still minimize me and they still don't even like recognize my abilities i'm still like a freaking tick 
that they can crush at any moment. Well, that's how you have to deal with being the youngest sibling and being violated and ignored and shamed and ridiculed and gaslit by your own older siblings. So, yeah. Next point is they are constantly in competition with you. You may see the acting the, you may see them acting jealous or even going so far as to flirt with your date or partner in your face or behind your back. And they will do it because they're constantly in competition with you and they don't care about you. They steal any friends you have and may try to interfere with the relationships you have with your other family members. Yeah, they will interfere and they will talk shit about you that you never really expected. You know, they would tell people about, you know, what you have as a, as a maybe a specific trait that you have that's quote-unquote bizarre to them. Because these people are really judgmental. And what they do is that, that, that back, backstabbing of stealing your friends. It can be even done right in your face. Like, they'll steal your friends. And this happens, I think, especially if siblings are close, like, close-aged. I don't know if that's even a compound noun, a correct compound noun. But they're like close in age and like one year older or at most five years older. Um, they will, they will, uh, steal your friends. It's a backstabbing move, but still, you don't fucking matter. Moving on. They play the victim very well and very passive aggressively. You feel like they're always judging you. In the good times, in the bad times, how you look, how you dress, how you eat, how you walk, how you talk, everything. They're always, always constantly judging you. And if it's not um, a, a direct confrontation of them judging you, it's probably also behind your back. Uh, and you being gossiped about to your narcissistic mother uh, hallelujah i guess you feel that they're always asking you personal questions trying to always dig more information and yeah this is a boundary violation like you're still you don't want to give them much personal information about you but they still want to know like they insist about it you know, if they if you if they don't get the answer immediately, they will ask you the same question after a while, like a week or a couple of weeks later or a month even, until you've actually forgotten about the topic. And when you forget about the topic, once the topic the same topic is mentioned one more time after a period of time, you will find yourself I don't know if you, this happened to you, but it definitely happened to me. Sorry, after a while that a specific topic was discussed about at a first time, the second time it's brought up, I find myself spontaneously explaining it 
literally to the person and it's so fucking weird and it happened to me being asked uh, asked uh about by my own siblings and guess what i was trapped i was trapped in the fucking digging and investigation that they did with me which wasn't really worth anything but they just wanted to dig information so that they would use that information against me with a narcissistic mother with a narcissistic father with the whole narcissistic family dynamics you know how shit works and their the boundary violation basically you're fucking doomed and they may ask your partner or kids questions about you if they can't get um access to you they will get access to the closest most precious people to you in your life and they will ask them questions sort of like well if we can't get to you we're gonna get to your husband we're gonna get to your children you have nothing to do to stop us you can't stop us you know and all that bullcrap uh next is they lie to you about anything and when you call them out they just twist things around which is called which is literally the definition of gaslighting and finally you just feel exhausting or uh sorry exhausted around them they suck the life out of you and you feel depressed after being around them or even paranoid and this is basically back to the very very first point is when you don't feel comfortable around them you usually feel depressed or annoyed or even paranoid around them because this whole like aura you know like the whole like intuition like it's telling you it's warning you that there's something wrong you should leave the situation because of the shit they keep doing to you all the things i mentioned in, in this episode and more actually um that's why you can't explain it in just one goddamn sentence this is a fucking 41 minute episodes <laughs> already and i mentioned i feel like i mentioned just a few points about what they do as siblings to you like this is your own fucking blood and look at what your fucking blood did to you and all of this you, you can't just explain it in one simple sentence like why you go no contact or why you avoid being around these people because look at all the shit that they just did like all the shit that i just mentioned that they do to you they ruin your fucking life like this it's not just mental but it's it affects every single aspect in our lives social physical spiritual intellectual it's not just the how do i say it how do i put it It's not just the the beating or the physical abuse that you get like the punishment or or leaving you starving or actually that's psychological but it's not just the beating or uh hitting you with a freaking belt or injuring you or f- whatever It's not just those that really you know keep you um injured and hurt. It's those minor a lot of times even deniable stuff that don't leave any trace. Those are the most dangerous things because they remain in our memory. 
and we remember them all our lives which are still deniable and can be you know gaslightable i don't know if that's even a word <laughs> but it's stuff that doesn't have or leave any kind of trace so it's very dangerous you know and it's the most dangerous because it, it's the the most injurious thing the most hurtful thing that keeps you thinking and that keeps you worried and angry and stressed out and sleep and have sleepless nights and angry and irritable and unable to concentrate and terrible at doing stuff you used to love and not going to places you used to love before and not talking to people and distancing yourself from people, which are all symptoms of the PTSD, by the way, and even anxiety, and, and as far as it can go, as far as depression and suicidal thoughts and cognitive distortions, which I'm going to talk about soon, and all that bullcrap. And, and the problem with all of this is that so many cultures don't consider this a thing. Like, to tell you, none of this exists, and none of this makes any sense. Even though science and psychology and psychologists and psychotherapy and the whole science of psycho-study talks about this in huge depth, and there are research and uh, there, there is research done and endless articles published every single day, if not every single year, about these topics. And reports and people going to therapy and, you know, people trying to figure out stuff to do with this kind of shit, you know. It's just so bad and it's sick. Really, really sick. And the problem with ignorant people who are intellectually lazy, they'll tell you they know everything, but they know nothing. And the problem with that is, they deny the most obvious signs that keep you hurt the rest of your life. And no wonder you're irritable. No wonder you're angry. No wonder you're impulsive. No wonder you, a lot of nights you spend are sleepless. White nights, you know. No wonder you don't have that many friends. Or friends don't want to stay with you anyway. No wonder you don't have people come over to your house. Or you going to their houses anyway. Because it's, 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 it's a, a freaking web of all these things. And so, basically, this has been one of the most difficult episodes I had to go through because, oh, oh man, it's a huge topic, especially like the sibling, being a narcissistic sibling, it's, it's a fucking nightmare. And having experienced this myself, I want to be able to share my experiences with you anywhere you are and... I don't want to feel like I'm alone anyway, and uh, and at least you know, at least these articles are talking about this stuff, you know. Otherwise, 
my brain would burn. <laughs> and, uh, oh, seriously, seriously, though. Um, again, this is one of the most difficult topics I wanted to talk about, and it's been a journey, hell of a journey. Um, and definitely something worth talking about, worth exposing, worth letting the public know about, because we have to spread awareness about this and uh, make people aware of what's going on behind closed doors, because, you know, uh, the longer we stay quiet, the more abuse there's going to be, and the world's going to set itself on fire, so... You don't want to do that, right? Okay, uh, this is it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as I enjoyed recording and talking about this difficult topic. Um, please don't forget to check out the links I'll be posting in the show notes. Uh, check out the updated merch that I posted recently, um, and the website post, the Instagram page, Facebook page, you know the drill. And if you'd like to see this podcast successful and thriving, please don't hesitate to support me on this, on Anchor, because that's where you're going to find my podcast available, or Patreon, or however you'd like. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, wherever you are, whoever you are, whichever your story is, thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.